you did have special music today, James. All music that glorifies God is special music. Right? Yeah. Somebody could have played a cruel joke on me and stole this iPad and we would have had a real problem. Well, like I said before, I was supposed to preach on gentleness this week and I sat down to start writing and nothing happened. So uh, I was thinking about baptism and I thought, you know, maybe we should talk about why, why we are baptized or the importance of baptism. And I originally planned to preach up here in wet clothes, but I thought maybe that would be a distraction. So I, I changed my clothes, but I did refuse the waiters for a couple reasons. I like to hunt ducks, and duck hunters have three enemies, in my opinion, and that would be no wind, warm weather, and waders. So if I can avoid waders at any time, I will do that. So uh, I also, when I was baptized, uh, I think it was 2017, January of 2017, I got in the water and it was scorching hot. And I thought, you know, maybe this is a little bit of symbolism of the heat that God is saving me from because I thought my skin was going to separate from my bones that day. I don't know if there was some sort of malfunction or uh, I don't know what happened, but the water felt great today, didn't it, Tucker? Where are you at? You still in here? Felt pretty good, didn't it? Yeah. It was dirty. It wasn't dirty. It might have been dirty after you got out of it. You left all that old self behind, didn't you? I've already been in there once. I was just helping you. Let's see where we are. So the next time I got into the water was to baptize Sims, my oldest son, and the water felt much, much greater that time. But as I, as I reflected on baptism and the importance of baptism, I thought about what, what led me to be baptized. And it was, uh, I've, sh I've shared my testimony, parts of my testimony, maybe all of it in, in, in here before, but I came to a point in my life where Things just didn't make, didn't make sense. And somebody entered my life at that time, uh, an associate pastor at my old church who was also my neighbor. And he just, he began to disciple me. Well, first he shared his faith with me and then we entered a discipleship relationship. And, you know, he, I didn't, I didn't, I grew up, I grew up in a Catholic church, but I didn't care about my faith at all at that time. But then I was 25 and I had a wife and kids and things started to get, Things were great, but things were also difficult. And he began to disciple me and, and tell me about uh, how Jesus is really the only thing worth living for. And all of the things that he was, was saying to me began to make sense. And one of the things that he told me was, uh, if you, if you pro profess faith in Jesus, you should be baptized. And I just took everything that he said, that man said, and I just ran with it. Of course, we, we had deep study as we went, and he, and he pointed me biblically to why I should be baptized. And I just wanted to talk about some of those things today. Baptism is a spiritual mi milestone. So if you think about your marriage, if you think about your wedding day, that was a, that was a milestone in your relationship. And um, baptism is a greater celebration than a marriage to your wife or husband. Baptism is your profession that you are in a relationship and you are following Jesus and you are professing not only to, to Jesus, but to everybody else publicly that I am following Jesus and I want to submit and commit my life to Jesus. So that's a, that's a great celebration. And if you think about, 
baptism is not what saves a person. Salvation comes by grace through faith. So we believe that, that Jesus is who He says He is, and then we follow through with baptism to show to everyone else that we profess as believers. So relate it to a wedding ring, okay? I'm married to Heather, and this wedding ring is just a symbol of our marriage. Now, if I, I have fat, my, my fingers are getting fatter as I get older. If I take it off, I'm still married. But this ring is a symbol, just like baptism is a symbol that we are in a relationship with Jesus and we're, we're committed to that relationship. I'm committed to Heather and I'm committed to Jesus. And the way that I show that is that I, I was baptized. And that goes for all of us. So husbands, when you go out into public, do you take off your wedding ring to hide that you are married? Well, I sure hope not, because next week we would talk about church discipline if that's what we were doing. <laughs> we might have to do something because gentleness was, I think maybe I really lacked gentleness, possibly. That's why I couldn't come up with any words. I, I, haven't, I haven't meditated on that too much yet. So... Though we are not saved by baptism, it is very significant. And what does it signify? And you can see here that baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Baptism is a picture of new life. Baptism is a picture of obedience. Baptism is a picture of forgiveness. And it is a picture of identification with Christ. So as it relates to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, let's go to Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into His death? We were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been unified with Him in a death like His, we shall certainly be united with Him in a resurrection like His. We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. The good news of the gospel is that Jesus came to earth for a reason, and that reason is because we are sinful and we cannot save ourselves. So He came to earth to suffer a death so that we didn't have to, to make a payment for our sin that we couldn't make. And baptism is, is a sign of gratitude for that. I mean, that is, it's, this is a hard thing to grasp. But once we get it, I know there's people in this room that do get it. And once you do get it, it's quite simple. And you can see, you see the world through a different lens, a, a lens that no longer makes any sort of sense at all. You see all this mess that we live in. And it just, the more you understand Jesus, the, the less the world makes any sort of sense at all. And I am so grateful that, that Jesus reveals these things to us. So salvation comes by believing the message of the gospel that Jesus came to earth, died, was buried in a tomb and resurrected and sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in our bodies. And that is salvation. And, and our expression, like I said before, of salvation is baptism. That's our first initial step of obedience in our relationship with Jesus. Because of our sin, we deserve the death that Jesus suffered on the cross, but he chose to suffer for us. Baptism is a picture of new life. 2 Corinthians verse 5 or chapter 5 verse 17 says there if anyone is in Christ therefore if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come so when when a believer is baptized we we get a picture that their old self has been put to death and that 
new self is being put on. Does this mean that a baptized believer is not going to sin anymore? It does not. We, we will always be sinful, but, but what we understand through salvation and baptism is our sin has already been paid for. So baptism is just a great celebration for that. Our sin has been forgiven and we are now walking, a baptized believer is now walking alongside Jesus who made the payment for our sin. Baptism is a picture of obedience. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So not only does Scripture tell us to be baptized, Jesus, in, in the next verse I'm going to read, there's places in Scripture that make it extremely clear that a believer should be baptized in the way that we just did it. And then Jesus, in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, He tells us to go and baptize. He says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And not only does He tell us in other places of Scripture to be baptized and to go and baptize, He Himself was baptized. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17, He says, It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. So Jesus set the example for us by being baptized Himself, which is sort of confusing because He is Jesus. And He made the choice to set the example for us. Look, this is what I want my followers to do, is to be baptized. So if baptism is a, is a picture of obedience to Jesus, what does it mean if we have been avoiding baptism? It means that we have been disobedient to Jesus. Jesus, as I just revealed, or as Scripture reveals to us, there are many places where baptism is shown in Scripture. Jesus tells us to go and baptize. He gave the example Himself that He was baptized. So we should be, if we are believers in Jesus, we should be baptized in the same way that Tucker and these other children were baptized. Now, if that hurts your feet a little bit, I'm sorry, but I've got some more foot stomping to do for just a moment. So put on, if you brought some steel toe boots, put those on. Baptism truly is an initial step of obedience to the Lord, and it is followed by church membership. If we are neglecting baptism, we are telling the Lord, I love you, Lord, but I don't want to do what you tell me to do. If we're neglecting church membership, but we are here every Sunday to worship, we are telling the church, I love you, church family, but I don't want to be held accountable to what, in what the Lord tells me to do, and I don't want to fully participate in the glory and worship of the Lord. And Jesus tells us in Scripture to do certain things and to, and to not do certain things, and it's easy to understand you know, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Well, we all would agree on that. But when he tells us that we should be baptized for some reason, there's a lot of apprehension, such as, you know, what will my family think about the decision? Or what will my children think? Well, it really doesn't matter what they think. If we are followers of Jesus, 
it, might, it really matters only what Jesus thinks. Jesus tells us to do certain things, and we should do them and with, with no apprehension. What if we think something like, I've lived a certain way my whole life. How, could I, how and why should I change now? Or, um, not or. Just, we need to put these, thought, these thoughts aside, these thoughts that, of fear. This is a thought of fear. What, you know, I'd, people know how sinful I am. What will they think if they see me getting baptized? You know, people know about this thing that I did or that thing that I did. Well, we've all sinned and we're all going to continue to sin. And that's why we need Jesus. And that's why we should cling to Jesus and listen to what he tells us to do. Bapt baptism is a command and an honor and a privilege given to us by the God that we serve. Baptism can be very humbling. You know, you think, I don't want to, I don't want to go up in front of that church and get dunked in water, get wet, and walk off. It's easy for a kid to do. But 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 God tells us to have a childlike faith. So we need to put all of these thoughts of fear aside. Jesus desires an authentic faith from us. Okay, so if if we're being apprehensive about certain things that he's telling us to do, that is not an authentic faith. Jesus did not create the church to be a playground for us to come hang out with our friends and eat ice cream under the shelter in a few weeks, though I admit <laughs> that I will be the first in line to get that ice cream next week or whenever it is. But, but the church, the church, this is a church. This building is a church, but the church is defined as followers of Jesus. Everybody that follows Jesus biblically is the church. Now, we have a church here also, but we, believers in Jesus, are the church. And the purpose of the church is to carry on the message of the gospel and to carry on the truth of Scripture and to carry on in obedience to everything that Jesus tells us to do in Scripture. And do we fail in these things? Absolutely. But when we do, we repent and we pick up our cross again the next day and keep moving forward. So the church... Bellevue Baptist is a church, but the church is the body of believers in Jesus Christ. Not a playground to eat ice cream under the shelter. Sorry. <laughs> so, Jesus declared that if we truly love Him, that we will keep His commandments. In John chapter 14, verse 15, He says, If you love Me, you will keep My commandments. Baptism is also a picture of forgiveness. When a person is baptized, they're admitting that they believe in Jesus and, and everything that he said uh, they're holding to be true. Jesus came to save sinners. And how is this achieved? He, he came to earth and he died the, the penalty of, of sin, which is death, on the cross for us so that we wouldn't have to. So baptism, it represents new life. We go into the water as a sinner and we come out still a sinner but a forgiven sinner. It's just, it, it is a picture of forgiveness. And it's a picture of identification with Christ. True believers belong to Christ. True believers identify with Christ. True believers stand with Christ. True believers represent Christ. True believers love Christ. True believers live for Christ, are faithful to Christ, and are obedient to Christ. And by being baptized, we're telling Jesus and everyone that's watching that we're willing to submit and commit our whole life to Jesus. All of our messes, everything, all of our desires, our selfish desires, we are willing to give all of those up for His sake. 
which is not asking much considering he came to earth and was nailed to a cross. And if, if I wrote a note to Tucker this morning on a card and it said, I'm so excited for you that you're being baptized, but it's not, I'm excited for you to follow Jesus, but following Jesus, if we do it authentically and obediently is so hard sometimes. It is not easy. But by being baptized, we first salvation, but our, our baptism is just that public profession. Like I am doing this. This is this has become the entire point of my whole life. And when we step into the water of believers baptism, we're saying to Jesus and everyone else that is a witness. I am now a follower of the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. From here on out, I will be obedient to him who loved, loved me and gave himself for me. And we often hear about something. I hear a lot of people say, uh, talk about rebaptism, and I spent a little time, I really didn't spend much time reading about it. I just, I just spent my time gathering my thoughts about rebaptism. Like, say we were baptized when we were a, a child, a young child, and we think, well, I don't know if it took her. I don't know if it took or not. Did that count? I don't know. I'm sure that there's many different opinions about rebaptism, but my opinion is this. What is my opinion? <laughs> I do have one. I just want to make it clear. Okay, so there's differ differing opinions about this. If you feel like your baptism at, at whatever point, this is my opinion, and you all are welcome to have your own opinions, but if you feel that your baptism uh, at a certain point in life, let's say when you were a child, um, may not have been your own decision, meaning somebody else talked you into it or you were doing it, whatever, you were pushed into it. If, if your baptism was for any reason other than your proclamation of your love, submission, and obedience to Jesus, then by all means get rebaptized. But we do not need to get rebaptized because of our spiritual highs and lows. Okay? Everybody goes through, everybody goes through uh, mountaintops and valley experiences, and those valleys might last four years. That does not mean you need to get rebaptized, you know? King David went through a hard time for a while, if you all recall. He did a lot of really stupid things. But he was still faithful in the end. So if, I want to put it in hillbilly terms that we can all understand. If you were baptized when you were 10 years old because grandma and daddy wanted you to be saved and you never followed Jesus at all until six months ago or five minutes ago, there's still water in that baptismal and you can get in it today and you don't have to wear a robe or anything i'll get in i wore i still have my sandals on i was gonna i was gonna wear my i was gonna wear my wet clothes in hopes that we would as a sign that we can get back in there and i plan to get back in there so if any of these thoughts are going through your head about well i was baptized when i was seven but but i didn't even go to church for i didn't follow jesus whatsoever but i want to follow him now and i never was before i, I just got baptized from pressure from somebody else and you want to make that new and uh, and commit your life to that now let's get in there we fired that sucker up i said it a while back and john scott sent me a text message i, I was preaching in here one of the first times i said uh, i don't know how that baptismal works we can fire that sucker up if y'all want to and john scott texted me the other day and he said i fired that sucker up and i was like <laughs> what is he talking about and it took me a good five minutes to think Oh, he's, talking, he's referencing something I said a long time ago. Huh? <laughs> I 
So there's a, there's a couple other super, superficial reasons we choose to avoid baptism, and I've covered them, I think I've covered them all already, but you know, I don't want to walk up in front of the church. I don't want the spotlight on me. Uh, people know how sinful I am, and what will they think if they, you know, they know that I've, I've done this and I've done that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, or I'm scared of water. Am I going to drown in there? All of these thoughts are from Satan. So we need to be obedient to Jesus and live for Jesus. And instead of listening to the whispers of Satan, we should get baptized and follow Jesus and let all this fear go away. And there's another tough one, and this is this may be the toughest one of all. If you are raised in a different faith tradition, such as Catholicism or Presbyterian or some Christian churches, bap- baptism is a little different in in those instances. And uh, you know, I know I, I know so many people that have gone through this. The fear of what will, what will my family think, uh, knowing that I am, am wanting to follow Jesus in a way that I see is is different than what our family tradition says or or whatever. What, if those are things that are going through your head, come talk to me and we can hash out you know, the, the differences and, and we can just have a discussion about it. So again, I want to I summarize by saying baptism is a, is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Baptism is a picture of new life. It is a picture of obedience, forgiveness, and identif- identification with Christ. And this is a corny pastor joke, but sticking your head in an oven does not make you a biscuit. Neither does... Entering a church does not make you a Christian, okay? So just because you're here doesn't mean you're following Jesus faithfully. I hope, you, I hope we are, but just because we're here, we're not covered. Salvation has to happen the, the way that the Bible says. It doesn't say, go to church and you will be saved. It says, you are saved by grace through faith. And I have it written down here, so I should probably read it so I don't butcher it. Salvation comes by grace, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So a work would be showing up to church, checking the box. That doesn't save you. Getting baptized doesn't save you. Salvation comes by grace through faith, and it is a gift from God. So sticking your head in the oven doesn't make you a biscuit, and being in church doesn't make you a Christian. Being an obedient follower of Jesus is what makes you a Christian. And, and the timeline of this should always look something like this. I heard the gospel message. It made sense to me. And I've decided to submit my life to Jesus and commit my life to Jesus and to do everything to the best of my ability. As long as it fits the mold scripturally of what he tells us to do. And this submission begins with baptism. And again, it's important to know salvation comes by grace for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. If we are saved, let's follow the biblical command of baptism, which shows Jesus and everyone watching that we are committing our lives to Jesus starting now. And then let's join the church and tell our brothers and sisters that that we want to walk side by side with them. And, we're, and we know we're going to make all the mistakes. We're going to unintentionally gossip and we're going to unintentionally hurt each other's feelings. But we just have to move forward with the picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus as the truth and, and Scripture as the truth and, and to submit our lives and to be obedient to Him, even though we are still going to sin and sometimes... Church life is complicated. Can I get an amen on that one? But we must carry on knowing that we are the church. We are the believers of Jesus. So church membership 
though it sometimes might seem silly, it is just a verbal commitment to say, I want to walk side by side with this group of people that are here right now in the church, not just Bellevue, Bellevue Baptist Church, but the church of Jesus Christ, which is everywhere. But, and there are some places that, are, that is not everywhere yet, but we want to be the church. So church membership is just another step of obedience after baptism that I want to commit to this church body and, and with carrying the gospel forward and living for Jesus the best that I can. So when we are saved, and as we are saved, obedience must begin and obedience must remain until another exciting milestone of our faith, which is our death. Our death is the time when our physical presence with Jesus begins. So let's start being obedient now so that we can continue being obedient until death. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray that... First, I want to pray that I'm so thankful for the obedience of these children and the families that allow them to follow through with baptism. And I just pray that if there's anybody in here right now that has been apprehensive about baptism or fearful or, or whatever the reason is, I know there's several reasons, but just allow them to squash that fear like a bug and understand that that fear is from Satan and we are not following Satan, we are following Jesus. And Jesus tells us to be baptized. And Jesus tells us to commit to one another in fellowship with him and for him, uh, that we walk hand in hand with other believers in our local church, which is what Bellevue Baptist is. So, God, I just pray that we take our faith seriously and we, and we don't have a lukewarm faith and we don't just sit back and, and, and check the box that we, that we actually do what you tell us to do because there's plenty of things that you tell us to do and all of them are to glorify you. So if we claim that we're followers of you, I just pray that we follow you and do what you say. To follow you is to do what you say. So again, if there's anybody here today that wants to get, get baptized, we still have that baptismal fired up and it's probably still plenty warm and uh, I would love to get back in it. I pray these things in your mighty name. Amen.